0: Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. My guest tonight is Clayson Lambert. And he's going to tell us about an organization that provides service dogs for veterans suffering from mental and mobility issues. Clayson is the public relations and administration person with Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas. Clayson, welcome to Closer Look.
1: Thank you for having me this evening.
0: The first time you and I spoke, you shared the story of Veterans Assistance Dogs with me. Can you share that with our audience?
1: Sure. It's about a seven-year venture that started back in 2011 with the local Kerrville Elks Lodge, who decided they wanted to form a separate nonprofit and fund it and do something charitable for the community. They weren't exactly sure what they wanted to do, but they formed Kerrville Elks Charities, Inc. as their charitable venture, and they seeded it with $15,000. It was another year and a half later after that when they received their nonprofit status from the IRS and all, And the board of directors decided that their mission would be to locate rescue dogs, train them to be service dogs, and provide them at no cost to armed forces veterans with disabilities that reside in the state of Texas. And that mission has remained constant for the last seven years. But in May of 2013, their assumed name certificate was filed. Four years later, in 2017, we formed our own nonprofit corporation and paid the Elks Lodge back the original 15,000 seed money so that they could use that for their next charitable venture.
0: And Clayson, that was important because one of the things that the Department of Veterans Affairs didn't do back then was fund service dogs for veterans.
1: Well, the amazing thing is they still don't.
0: Obviously, there is the need out there to help our veterans who are suffering from mental issues, PTSD, things of that nature. And with that in mind, tell us about the veterans, who you serve and how you serve them.
1: Well, the testimonials from our recipients and those that have received dogs from similar organizations just reinforce the fact that service dogs really do help veterans with a disability and essential tasks that increase their independence and their quality of life. You know, a number of veterans with mental issues tend to isolate. They don't engage with the public a lot. They tend to build a defensive wall around themselves so that they can feel safe. And they're committing suicide at a much higher rate than the general populace due to the exasperating symptoms of post-traumatic stress and because of the opioids that some of them use to mask it. And a service dog, one of God's creatures, has the ability to shatter that wall. Trained dogs are, are friendly. They're non-judgmental. They invite interaction, which helps the veteran to readjust and integrate back into civilian life. It's just amazing. You know, a service dog can help relieve symptoms of hypervigilance, allow a veteran to disarm and let their guard down so that they can get a better night's sleep. A trained service dog gives a veteran a friend and a companion. It's just amazing what one of God's creatures can
0: provide. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Felipe Aguilar, and this is Closer Look. My guest, Clayson Lambert, Public Relations and Administration with Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas. And he's going to be telling us about what this organization is doing to serve our military veterans. So Clayson, obviously the selection of a service dog is a very important piece of what you do. Walk us through that process.
1: You know, it truly is. Dogs are a lot like people in the fact that they have different dispositions or personalities, and they could even be carrying baggage based on their past experiences and environment. Our trainers evaluate the dog candidates and determine if they have the right temperament and willingness to learn that's needed. And maybe I'd say one in 10 dogs will pass this pre-screening. And even with that, we have a washout rate in the program that sometimes can approach 10%. However, the ones that don't make it through the entire process are fabulous, well-trained dogs, and we make sure that we find good homes for them. Recently, a nursing home adopted one of our dogs, and the dog and the residents are crazy about one another.
0: And you know, this topic really is near and dear to my heart because I'm both a veteran and I love dogs as well, and I can understand the the soothing effect that it has in that relationship with a, with a dog, and in this case, between a veteran and a service dog. But I understand that you actually go through about four phases of training to get them to a point before you hand them over to their owner.
1: That's correct. The first phase, phase one, is obedience. And this is the basic sit, stay, heal, walk on a leash, um, if necessary, do some housebreaking, and just generally come up with a well-behaved and responsive dog. Another phase is public access, how to act and behave in stores and restaurants, how to interact with people or not interact with people, and how to act around pets and animals and children and not not be reactive to the unexpected. In other words, a calm animal that obeys. The next phase would be specialty tasks, you know, where the dog is trained specifically For the veteran's needs or disability, whether that's a mobility issue, PTSD, whatever the case may be. The final phase is veteran orientation training and pairing of the dog with the veteran. This is where veterans are brought to our Kerrville or Pipe Creek training location and are put through classroom and public access training with their dog. They learn how their dog was trained, the psychology behind the training, and how to care for their dog. Some of our trainers say that uh, training the veteran is sometimes a little more complicated than training the dog. Then they practice basic obedience skills, heading into public places and local stores with their dog, and they learn how to shop and maneuver in everyday settings. And after several weekend sessions, a public access test is given by a third-party expert dog trainer who judges whether he or she feels that the handler is able to maintain sufficient control over the dog and that the dog behaves well in public. We set really high standards and strive to produce the best service dogs available at the lower cost. And after 7 years of operation, we've found that we've pretty much achieved that. We hire trainers that are professionals. The organization that we're using right now has trained over 6,000 dogs and shipped them all over the world, and our training times have been drastically reduced, which means that we can get more dogs to more veterans at a quicker pace. And that's our goal.
0: This is Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. My guest, Clayson Lambert. He's with Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas, and he's telling us about how Veterans Assistance Dogs train service dogs to help our military veterans who are suffering with PTSD and other related issues. So Clayson, one unique thing that I learned about VA Dogs of Texas is that you actually get professional trainers to train the dogs as opposed to training them yourself. Why so?
1: Well, we found that professional trainers with their background and experience can develop a trained, fully ready-to-go dog in much less time. Previously, it was taking us 12 to 14 months to train dogs. But now with these professionals, at times they can turn out a fully ready dog, ready to pair with a veteran in as little as four months. And that really improves scheduling and helps us get to more veterans.
0: And, you know, when we speak about supporting an organization, those of us who support causes that we feel are important to us, we like to hear about the results, the success, the impact that that organization is having. What results are you seeing?
1: We are seeing some amazing, heartwarming results. I can think of one young lady who was in the service and ended up with PTSD. When we first interviewed her, she was interviewed from a closet in her home. She wouldn't even come out of the closet. She just cracked the door. She was not working. She was not in school, and she had a very young child. After us placing her with the dog, it turns out that she is now fully functional. She's back in school. Her son is healthy and happy. It's just returned her life to her. And actually, she ended up being the poster girl uh, past October, for Petco's Helping Heroes plan. Some of your viewers may have seen her in that uh, role. We've seen others that have lessened the amount of medications that they've had to take. They've reconnected with other family members that they were estranged from in the past. And the list goes on and on. It's just amazing what one of God's creatures can do in helping out a human being.
0: That ties back to what you mentioned at the offset of our conversation it really does improve the quality of life of the veteran. And I have to assume that it, it does all also for the, for the dog, as I mentioned earlier. My dog never went through a bad day. Every time he saw me, he was happy to see me, and I could see that in his eyes in the wagging of the tail. And I have to imagine that veterans get that same emotional connection with their service dog.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's their best friend. They're nonjudgmental. They love you forever. It's man's best companion. It's just absolutely wonderful. And we've had testimonial after testimonial that have proven what can help and just the degree of change in these people's lives. And not only that, but we've taken a dog that probably was ready to be euthanized and we've given that dog a job and a purpose in life and they're going to have a wonderful life helping out their buddy, their veteran.
0: Let's talk about the cost for training a service dog. You've told us about the four different phases, and I have to assume that there's a significant cost involved in training a service dog.
1: Well, there is. You have kennel fees, veterinary fees. When the dogs first come into the program, we have them thoroughly tested, x-rayed, all their normal vaccinations and things. However, since we started using professional trainers and we've been able to cut the time for training down to almost a third of what it was before, we've been able to significantly lower our cost. Plus, we have a very low overhead. No one on our board receives a a salary, and we have a very small staff of four main people. And because of that, we're able to turn out a fully trained service dog for about $23,000. Our average all inclusive cost for training a service dog, because we use professional trainers and we have a low overhead and small staff, we're able to get down to about $23,000, which is about $10,000 less per dog than some of the other organizations in Texas doing the same thing.
0: Thanks again for joining us tonight. I'm Felipe Aguilar, my guest, Clayson Lambert, with Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas. Clayson, as you look ahead, as you look forward into 2021 and beyond, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you're facing?
1: Well, of course, right now, the COVID-19 is a big issue that's slowed us down a little bit, but it's also slowed down foundations that have provided us grants in the past. They're unsure about the future, and we've been told that many of those grants are going to be a lot less than what we've seen in the past which is a little disappointing to us because one of the things that we've been looking at is we've had to pass up potentially wonderful dogs because of not having enough kennel space in Kerrville to take them while we're awaiting trainer availability. So to that end, we've decided to build kennels to accommodate about 20 or 30 dogs simultaneously, and we're currently in the design phase of those those kennels. Early estimates say that it will probably cost upwards of $200,000 to build the facility that we need.
0: And obviously, it's a, an investment that's well worth investing into our veterans because they've given so much to our nation in their service to us. And with that in mind, what opportunities are there for us, the public in general, to come alongside you in your efforts?
1: Well, that's a great question. You know, the number of private donors has actually increased a little bit knowing that the foundational grants that we've received in the past may be minimized over the next year or so. And so we found that private donors are starting to step up and want to be part of our program to build these kennels so that we can increase our our output of these dogs and help out more of the veterans that are now on our waiting
0: list. As you talk with, as you engage the the veterans that you're going to help by providing a service dog for them, is there any cost to the veterans for receiving a service dog?
1: Absolutely no cost. We pay transportation for the veterans to come to our Kerrville facility. We have veteran homes for them to stay in while they're in the training process and matching up with their dog. We provide leashes, a first set of dog food. Uh, We take care of the initial medical bills. We do need to make sure that our veteran recipient has sufficient financial capabilities to take care of the dog in the future. But once the training is completed, both the dog and the vet, the dog is handed over at no cost whatsoever to our veterans.
0: And over the years, as you have talked with and engaged the veterans, What have you learned from them in regard to their desire to move on with life and how their service dog is enabling them to do that?
1: Well, it's just the most heartwarming thing when you see a veteran that is hypervigilant, problematic, struggling in life. And a year and a half later, with their service dog, their entire world has changed. It's opened up doors that they never thought they'd be able to open again. It's just the most wonderful feeling you can think of.
0: Clayson, as we get ready to wrap up our conversation tonight, what would you like to say in closing to our audience?
1: Well, if there's any listeners today or this evening who would like to learn more about Veteran Assistance Dogs of Texas and our mission and giving them a purpose which results in enhancing the quality of life of these disabled veterans, they can go to our website, vadogs.org and see firsthand some of the testimonials, take a look at some of the dogs in training, and get to learn a lot more about what we're all about, what we've done in the past, and what our plans are for the future. And after seeing the website and looking at our work firsthand, the testimonials and past recipients, They may want to donate to our organization. No matter how small that donation may be, it'll be a blessing. We will appreciate it, and it'll help us construct the kennels that will allow us to get more service dogs to more needy veterans.
0: Clayson Lambert, Public Relations and Administration with Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas. Thank you so much for being with us tonight here on Closer Look.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: For more information, go online to VA. Dogs.org. That's VA Dogs.org. Or you can email us at closerlook at K That's closerlook at K For Closer Look on Felipe Aguilar. This has been K Love Closer Look. Find us online at KLove.com.